sound nice and crisp and clear i did my sound booth ew uh, you sound so annoying <laughs> hey you guys welcome back this is a fun festive new moment we've got going on today because for the nostalgia girl stop whispering it should be nice and clear. I'm in my little sound booth. But that's freaky. Don't whisper. What if someone's wearing headphones? Like, I would not want you whispering in my ear, girl. There's there's a very small percentage of people that would love to hear me whispering in their ear. I don't know. Leave a comment, you guys. Follow us on Instagram <laughs> at The Adventures of Gigi. Leave us a comment. You guys want Gareth whispering in your ear? Tell us. Let me know. <laughs> well, they've got no choice if they're listening to this. <laughs> so... Hello, Gia. Hello. How have you been? How's everything I've been going? good. I've been doing really well. How are you? What's been up? What's the hot gossip? What's the 411? I wish I could say that there was some, but no, not really. I've been, I don't know, just living from day to day and enjoying my work-life balance, to be honest. Yeah. New job. Everything going well with that. It is now. It's a little stressful in the beginning because it's a brand new industry. And I feel that now it's kind of, the dust has settled then from that new, you know, like I was literally dropped in the deep end from day one. And now there's lots of metaphors here that don't actually quite connect. But yeah, the dust. I know you're doing too much. Always <laughs> pulling out a metaphor from somewhere, doing something, girl. Are you having, to, are you feeling better about it? You're, you're yeah. so funny. I'm t- you're like let me try to sound deep and profound about this thing I totally <laughs> don't give a shit about no I know no one cares but like <laughs> it's been a moment anyway next <laughs> ne- next <laughs> gotta migrate <laughs> okay well this is for the nostalgia so it's a whole new moment for us um hopefully this is gonna be a recurring thing where we pick, um, you know, something, and that's what this fucking episode's about. So if you don't want to listen to it, bye. <laughs> and and uh, our topic today is going to be a Christmas in July moment. Yay. And because, what, was that your dog? Was that the dog? Was he saying yay. Oh, it sounded like um, the dog snoring. Oh, he is snoring, so it could have been. Um, okay, so, so the episode today, our for the, our for the nostalgia episode today is going to be Mariah Carey's live performance of Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and where was this? Was this on Good Morning America? I have no idea. Oh God, it's so hot. All right, yes, I was right. It's Good Morning America in 1991. (laughs) So today's episode is going to be Mariah Carey's live performance of Hark the Herald Angels Sing live on Good Morning America in 1991. Now, this was way before she was the Queen of Christmas, but we had to serve you guys a Christmas in July moment. And this is one of my favorite Mariah performances ever, you guys. So 
yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. This interview slash live performance was in the emotions era. So it also fits with the time because we just reviewed that album and era. So yeah, this was back in the beehive um, heart necklace days and very controlled era. So what do we think of the whole moment? Like, where should we start, Gareth? We should start with the interview, actually. Now you said that about the controlled era, I think the interview is a perfect example because, I mean, we know what we know now. We didn't, well, we didn't know it then. Um, I wasn't really conscious of Mariah at this point. I was a, a couple of years, a couple of years, a year later without you. Neither of us were around talking about Mariah back in the day, girl. Oh, darling, I was around. But you weren't, girl, we know you were a lamb in... Um... I I sort of, I didn't jump on the train, but I was interested and I was always had my ear to the ground with, like, things. But, like, anytime she was on TV, like, in the UK, I mean, not like... Oh, so you were a lamb before the Rainbow Era. I don't know if I would say that, because, like, I've said it so many times, like, it just wasn't on in our house, her music wasn't Mariah Carey as a whole thing wasn't in our consciousness as kids. Like we knew of her and we knew of her voice, but that was it. So basic kind of like in our heads, like it was just like, Oh, it's her again. We probably didn't even know her name. And then 99 was when I was like, yeah, like encapsulate me, take over my body and whatever. But like, Oh my God. <laughs> And take all my money, pretty much. But like, right? I take all my money. <laughs> but like, um, you know what I mean. So, okay. So, nineteen ninety one. Obviously, we were both like, well, you weren't born yet. I was oblivious to most things going on in the world. But like, looking back at it now, you can see the controlled elements. I don't know if she's fully immersed into those control elements at this point or aware of it but it seems like something is a little bit off and I don't know if it's because of her private life if it's probably because of the controlling of her career even though it's the early stages I, or even if she just didn't like the interview I mean that interview is a little bit strange this to me watching this interview it's like maybe it's just because it's early we know she doesn't like an early moment but looking back now with what we know it's just something's a little bit too structuralized there's not much personality coming from her she's very well represented in this like her hair everything's nice but it's just a bit too stepford wife for me that dress she looks very white very very white girl very yeah like it's it's mold it's definitely a mold and that dress is stuck in the time like this dress that it's weird... literally just it's just a red version of her black dress ish but i mean the cut of the neck and the style of the weight goes down her body like this it is very similar to what yeah the black dress but it doesn't have the same strapation moment going on this is kind of like trying to be a modest mini dress that's dead tight but in being so tight it doesn't flatter the female figure. This was dress was worn a lot in the 90s, especially in the early episodes of Sex in the City and probably in between from people. And it just doesn't do anything. It's just like, why? It's an iconic 90s silhouette, definitely. But it, like, it definitely reminds me of her, 
little black dress that she's always wearing, but just a red Christmasified version of it. And she looks extremely pale. Like, like her foundation is like a shade lighter than her actual skin or something. Like it just looks like they want her to pass as a white girl. And I don't even know if it's on purpose or not, but I just, knowing what I know now, it just feels white. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that was the conscious thing because Tommy Mottola, isn't he like some kind of, isn't he Italian in some way? I don't know from yeah, which- but I don't, yeah, yeah. He is Italian, but I don't want to get too caught up on it because I feel like I talk about it too much. No, but um, the reason I mentioned it is because I don't know if it was a conscious thing of like, let's make her white. I think it was a conscious thing of like, let's make her Tommy Mottola's wife. And I feel like there's some kind of branding going on there. Maybe like the because they really did turn her into the Italian real housewives of Italy over there. Like, yeah, they, she does look they, like that. They really turned her into it. And it's, um, this was very early on in their little, you know, connection, but it was probably happening at this but point. But she was talking about she had her own apartment in this interview. I don't know if she brought that up to like, like, um, make it not seem like she was with Tommy yet or something. But it sounds like she was living by herself. She seems independent. She's talking about how she never takes, or she never goes anywhere without her music and her cassettes and stuff like that. She seems happy and healthy and in a good place. She's speaking in that, like she's speaking in that voice, that Mariah voice that I love, that iconic, like, you know, I'm super tired. I have to sing in just a moment, but I'm here. I've got this. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like, we love it, girl. It's like that I'm barely trying, but like, you know what? I got to pull through voice. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, it's it's iconic. Mariah's talking voice, especially in this time period. Like, because now it's way lower in raspier, like Mariah is like. I mean, it's going to sound different in outside of my head. Because you know everyone's voice sounds different, but yeah, to me Mariah's voice now it sounds less like, oh, I'm I'm really not talking at all. It sounds more like you know I'm kicking it with the the girls. You know, it always sounds like she's having more fun when she's talking to me now. Um, but <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like she's she did just sound more controlled and more. She's she's cut loose way more. She's like, I don't know how to explain it, but you guys know what I mean. If you if you've seen all these interviews and live performances, I'm sure you guys know what I mean. But you know, there is no, there's definitely something in what you're saying, of course, because you know, when you're younger, well, no, just any time of your life, you don't you don't have all the answers. But when you're younger, you don't have the answers. You've just come from your teenage years at at, at the age of twenty onwards, but you do take yourself really seriously in your 20s you do especially your early 20s and that's okay that's a good thing that's where people start their careers usually so it's okay to take yourself seriously and I think she probably had it in her head that like okay my voice feels a little bit like tired so I'm gonna just be calmer with my talking voice today like with her not talking on certain days calming it down you know she goes on these vocal rest moments I think it's yeah and she was like trained you know by her mother so she probably knows exactly when and you know, and she's, it's early because it's Good Morning America and Lord knows we 
no, Mariah is not a morning person. So she's probably tired. Mm -hmm. But I think that transitions us perfectly into the actual performance. Because, girl, if she was tired, bitch, I would have had no idea. Because these vocals, like, girl, my favorite performance of Hark the Herald Angels Sing by Mariah. This performance, 100%. And now with the Billy T. Scott Ensemble and Robbie Condor on piano, Mariah Carey and Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Hark the Herald Angels Sing Glory to the newborn King Because she doesn't um, mash it up yet. This is like just the straight up song. Yeah. So, with the performance, and it's with the whole thing, really, like the yellowness, the beigeness of the interview, but also the window of the the performance when she starts the zooming in of the shot. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like you're shot looking through. You're peeking into like her. Um, what is Nipping that fucking group. story of the? Um, what's the Scrooge? Like, what is that story? The I don't even Carol. fucking know. The Christmas, yeah, but we're living in like our own like Christmas Carol moment, and like you're zooming into. We're obviously in a studio here, but Mariah's like in a studio, and there's this fake window with these icicles on it, and we zoom up into. Don't forget the, the lighting. The lighting on the front of the window, as we are zooming in, is like purple and blue and cold looking, as if we're outside, and we go through, and it's all yellow and warm and red and. You know? Exactly. Yes, it looks cold outside. And, and um, oh, there's not actually icicles on there, but there's, like... Um, there's some effect, yeah. I remember. There's some ice effect, and it looks very Christmassy outside and cool. And then we zoom up into the performance, and there's candles, and it's all red lighting, and it's warm. And then there's the gospel choir in the background wearing the green. So it's red and green yeah. Christmas colors. And Mariah's hair is blown out with her curtain bang, and everything is up in a beehive, like the Can't Let Go performance. And you know, there's another element, and this is probably really nothing, but you know, people, pr- I'm sure everyone can relate to this on some level. You know, when you're a kid, you and you're, I don't know, you're traveling the back of your parents' car at Christmas time, and it could be early December, late November, depending on how crazy your neighborhood is. And, you know, you always look in through people's windows to see who has their Christmas tree up and who has the best Christmas tree, who has the best decorations. Even when you're walking past people's houses, you always look in. You don't go peeking through the glass, of course, but you do look, you glance across who's got good Christmas decorations. So there's that as well for me. There's also a window behind them that goes out to the outside as well. Like so it, so we keep we keep the whole warm and cool scheme going on throughout the whole thing as well. And um we're welcomed into all, a living room as well. Yeah, the whole shot reminds me of the end of Toy Story when it's Christmas and you know and we zoom up into their window like that. So it almost feels like it's one shot zooming up in, but there's a really nice fade out into the inside of the house. And Mariah sings, or she goes into Hark the Herald Angel sing, like we've said, 
And, you know, she's giving all the embellishments. It's really just to the piano, right? There's not much other music behind them. It's just the choir and the piano and all of the poinsettias. There's poinsettias as well. The magic of this performance, like everything you've just explained, like because there's no overproduction with any kind of lip syncing because she definitely did not even play around with this then you know there was absolutely no lip syncing at all girl. like i mean there, there's no fucking question and you can tell because there you can tell with the shots because you know when she's tr- trying to give us a lipped moment they're playing around with the angles and the shots this was um you know you know exactly what i'm talking about garrett you can yeah the um, voice as well like everything it's so it's just so effortless and so genuine, so natural and so just so relaxed and so, I don't know, it's so so magic. I mean, without, without the yellow glare and beige glare of the daytime TV thing that you get with all daytime TV or morning television, when you put it into like a, a igloo or Christmas capsule, this is beautiful, like, and it's effortless. And I just don't know why this... I mean, I get why, because everything was brand new. Everything was polished back then for her, like her image, her career, her singing, her albums. But why this is not resurfaced on a Christmas moment later on, even on the rarities or even... Oh, anywhere, anywhere. Like, I don't know why Good Morning America has not pulled this out. Or like, this doesn't even have that many views, you guys. Like the most views that this thing has like 60,000. And this is like, honestly, one of her best performances ever. It's up there with like, it's up there. It's definitely up there. Um, She she used Oh Holy Night in 2010 on the Merry Christmas to You album from a performance in 2001. I just feel like this could have been used for something as well. Like, I even, even like that TV show could have used it. Like, oh, uh, even at the height of uh, the Merry Christmas album, or even at the height of the Merry Christmas to You album, like, I don't know, even the release date, whatever you want to call the height of that, um, they could have been like, oh, and the performance that started it all right here, it's Mariah Carey with Huck. You know, and they could have really used that. No one has used this since it's just there for people to see if they want to watch it. But to me, this is like the beginning of her Christmas, like, queendom. Like her, what do you call that? Like, what is the queen? Like her Christmas monarchy, right? Reign, reign. Her Christmas reign. Yes, her reign is the queen of Christmas, bitch. Yes, come on, British words. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I'm sure you use that word in America for certain things as well. It's not just a British word. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but, girl, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. But um, it, it's... I just, I just so, so the performance is very stripped back. It's very gorgeous. But the runs are here. Her voice is very fluid. She's giving us that early sign of the... The falsetto moment. She's giving us that in the performance, but the main, like, the main dish of this performance is the big belting at the end. She builds up and she fucking takes it there with the end of this song. And then at the end of the performance, she goes back into the falsetto moments. And then we zoom out just like 
we zoomed in. So we yeah. zoom out back into the Christmas wonderland. Like we just like zoomed in and then got a little taste of like the fire in the fireplace and the smell. We got all the Christmas spirit going on and then we're taken back out into the, you know, the winter wonderland. And like, it's just like, like full we- on Christmas spirit after you zoom out. <laughs> Like we've visited a friend or family member. Or like, yeah, or like you just like um went into a museum of like, like you said, a fucking time capsule, mm. you know? You went into a Christmas capsule. Because when you, you, as a kid in the 90s, anybody, I guess anybody across the world will know this. Um, when you watched morning television or if you had a, a sick day and ended up watching daytime television you'll know mainly morning television and nighttime television they always gave you this illusion of like it's dark outside it's cold but it's warm in here like you're being welcomed into their home their living room and you know they always did always have the same kind of color palette as what's happening here but something similar like there'd be greens and reds of course because that's your christmas stuff but like i remember there was a girl group in the uk called eternal and they had a couple of songs around christmas time it's and the spice girls and whenever they appeared on television it was uh, with their christmas songs it was a you know a nice warming color palette and of course that's going to buy you in when it's on tv you're going to stop with what you're doing if you're getting ready for work or school and watch and and if you're not you're going to be brought in drawn into that spirit of christmas and for me it feels so nostalgic of when i was a kid even though we didn't have good morning america in the uk we had gmtv and the big breakfast but like um, this is very similar. I and mean, it just, it's like, oh my God, this reminds me so much of being a kid before school, getting ready, having your breakfast. Exactly. It reminds me of right before school, getting ready. Cause my yeah. parents would have the news on, they would have channel seven on. And sometimes the morning America would be on. And you know, that the first time I saw Mariah Carey perform was touch my body. Um, on good morning America, stop singing my part now, baby, right before school girl. And I, I remember just like, like, I feel so much nostalgia from this sort of thing. I can completely imagine myself being around this age in the nineties and like about to go to school and Christmas breaks about to happen. And oh my gosh, Mariah goes on to Good Morning America and we zoom in into her little Christmas uh, snow globe moment. And then we zoom out and oh, it's time for school. And then I'm like super ready for Christmas break because Mariah's put me in the mood. Like, I don't know, that's totally not real, but like, that's what it makes me feel. It's totally real. 
It's totally real. Yeah, it was totally it was real in a a, at a particular moment for everybody. Obviously, it's not real now because that's not our lives anymore. But like, you know, it makes me think back to like getting ready for school, going into school, and you're doing bullshit fucking like Christmas work, and it's all it is is just I don't know. Like, I mean, at that age, what was I doing? I was probably like writing something with a pen. Just you know, we had tests at that age at eight. No, I wasn't eight then. I was younger. I was like six in 91. So we were like not writing with pens at that age. It was the year after, so seven. But like at six years old, you're probably in the school play. You're probably doing some Christmas themed like writing, Christmas themed drawing, anything to do with the curriculum at your school. You're doing it based on Christmas. It just reminds me of that, like you said, the countdown and you've got the work. It's like, oh, I'm doing this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And all these things you've got lined up that you've got to do. And it's basically just easy stuff. And you're like, okay. But I I don't know exactly what you mean, because in America, like I'm thinking like right before Christmas, like they do kind of like make it easier, like work. Yeah. But um, like towards the very, very end, it's kind of like we're just watching like a movie in class or something. Yeah. Same, same. Exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that totally reminds me because like sometimes it would it would still be educational, like a national treasure, you know, like Nicolas Cage national treasure, but it would still be like, um, yeah, I totally I get what you're saying, I think. They do but it's been school. a long time. It's been a long time. I just graduated, yeah. so it's been a long time since I've been to school. <laughs> they would say to us, like, it wouldn't necessarily have to be a Christmas movie, but it was like, if you've got a Christmas film at home, bring it in or bring one of your favorite films but in. But now and nowadays, that should never fly. It's going to uh, be like a ho- all over holiday. Like, oh, I'm so glad I grew up at like, at least during like the end of an era because. You're probably one of the last I, I can't even imagine, like, uh, you probably can't even take stuff with like peanuts or anything into school anymore. Like it's probably a way different environment now. Valid. Um, with all of like gluten free and <laughs> everything, and uh, this was uh, we actually played outside and like got sick and dirty and stuff back in the day. Yeah. Like I feel like the kids now are like bubble children. I just feel sad, but oh. we're uh, we're on a tangent, girl. This isn't on a tangent. We got to get back to. But the thing, the thing is with what you've just said, and we'll go back into why we're here. <laughs> but like you've just said that, and I think that's the thing that ties us together as well a little bit. There's certain parts of each decade that does tie us together because we are both you and I, both kids, yeah, of the '90s. Regardless, like I grew up in the '90s. I was born in the '80s, but you. Were but born- you're a kid of a child of the '90s, yeah, and I'm a baby of the '90s. Yeah, but you were like, you were like what? <laughs> three four in the early 2000s so you still experienced some kind of element of it as it was transitioning into oh yeah I can definitely looking back I can definitely see elements of the 90s traces of the 90s I mean especially even now like it's 2021 and like the fashion of the 90s is everywhere now Uh, yeah but that but before like there was like oh we still played outside like it was the 90s we still like went over to each other's houses like it was the 90s a neighborhood was a neighborhood in the 90s we actually hung out with our neighbors you know like yeah I know what you're talking about um but now the Henry Ford Museum there's like 
museums of rooms. Like here's the nineties room. Here's the eighties room. Here's the seventies room. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is a museum. Like your room of the eighties is a museum. Like you're old. Yeah. (laughs) I don't remember too much about the eighties. I just remember Thundercats and cartoons, but like. Thundercats. I love Thundercats. Do you know Thundercats? This, this, um, I do know the theme song, yeah, because my roommate is, like, from the 80s as well. From the 80s. But... (laughs) (laughs) I got love for you you were born in the 80s. Yeah. But this early performance of Mariah, I feel like we're on a tangent so hard, but it does give me 80s vibes. It brings up so many things, but everything, like we just explained it already, like the lighting, the living room window, the zooming through, so many things in television. It's so old school. It's It's, so old school. Yeah, but but the thing is, everything else I explained, like the girl bands, like I mentioned Eternal and Spice Girls, they... I don't know if it's them, it probably is them, as well as the television stations, but they didn't do it in the same spectacularity in what... It gives me early traces of the magical Christmas special. Yes, there's the purple, you know... Early, early traces. Elements of the purple inside. Because look at her nowadays, you know, at like Madison Square Garden per se. It's like the same thing, only just more glamour. You know, yeah, she got rid of the boring stuff and kept what she wants to keep it. Exactly, it's a to- it's her thing now, and uh-huh. she's she's fully embraced it. But you can totally see why this performance back in the day is just like the start of it all in someone's mind, like me. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, we all have to start somewhere with whatever we do in life. You know, um, and I don't know whose idea this was. And especially to do that song. I mean, I don't know what other song she could have. It was her. Remember? I liked it melodically. <laughs> she said, oh, she said. Say that. Yeah, it's true. Really I like her. I like her. Harold Angel saying it's uh, beautiful melodically. <laughs> I feel like maybe this might have been a last minute thing in the schedule. It was, it was obviously promotion for the Emotions album. But it didn't seem like that. Maybe but it was the whole... Just- in, it did definitely change the vibe, you know, because yes. there was the whole interview in the beginning, which was totally emotions promo. But then when we got into the performance, it was like, okay, Christmas vacation. Like, but even the interview wasn't so heavy on the emotions album. It felt like it was just a, it was talking about Christmas. Yeah. So I think the, yeah, it was weird. So I think maybe Tommy had this plan like uh, for a long time in advance. Yeah. He was trying to build her up to be something huge. And then right after her biggest album, boom, a Christmas album. That's not normal. He probably thought that that would end a career and they could go away and have kids. And he's like, yeah, she cooks at home. She's the wife. No, he did not want to end her career. She's the biggest moneymaker. He really, I think he had, I think he had a plan, girl. He's trying to make those billions. He was definitely trying to make the mega bucks the war daddy war bucks because be, think about it if he he's married to the biggest money maker he wants to have I'm the biggest sorry. business model for her right like 
he definitely is going to like try to make her career excel the best. Just like we saw when she divorced him, he tried to crash her down. So obviously he's going to try to build her up when they're like on good terms. But you, you would know? think that. You would think that. But I then... would. I mean, I would think that. But then... I would hope. I would hope. I, I don't know. I'm. De- this is all allegedly. Of course, yeah. we don't know. But like then you get to something like Daydream. And then, of course, Fantasy is a great song, but then the remix as well is also a great song. And then he's doubted her influence in some of her her, her culture into her But music. that doesn't mean that he didn't want the best. You know what I'm saying? Just because... Of course. Just because they disagreed doesn't mean he didn't want what he thought was best. And... But he should have just, listened to her more. I agree. That doesn't... Hey, I'm not taking his motherfucking side. No, I know you're not. I know thinks, you're not. If anyone thinks I'm taking his side, I fell in love with Mariah because she left Tommy Matola and all of that. So well, I don't want to... anybody thinking... Anybody thinking... But she gives Tommy credit for all of this Christmas stuff. So it obviously started somewhere. And... She probably wouldn't have even thought of this until, like, now, like, th- like these years, probably 2010 onwards, to do a Christmas album. Because she always said people do it later on in their careers. She probably wouldn't have even, like, okay, maybe we'll do a Christmas album later on. But, like, of course he's going to want the best for her. That's his wife. That's his moneymaker. That's his artist that he went chasing for, he believed in. And they, they she has said... Um, that they had a very similar interest in music. So that's beautiful. And yet, you know, when you get to something like Daydream, why didn't he believe in her more? And then Butterfly... I, I agree. I wish he would have believed in her more in, in the ways... And I wish he would have supported her better. Yeah. And he would have been healthier as a partner. But that's just not the way it happened. But, you know, girl, I'm glad we got butterflies. So, you know, that's, you know, something... Everything oh. happens for a reason. And I don't know, we wouldn't have got butterfly if, if everything was happy-go-lucky in her life after of she course. met Tommy. You of know, course. but... But why, and I know that they'd split up by the time Butterfly was at least released and things were going on during, of course, we know that now. But, like, I just don't get, if if she's the biggest moneymaker for the record company and you see this from start to present day. Wouldn't you guess her intuition is on this on point? Yeah. Why? Yeah, why not, like, well. You know, everything's been a hit for now. She's our franchise. Maybe because they're in control of a lot of it. Yeah, but I don't know. We're all different. And I think, you know, there has to be a point where you have to listen to people. And yeah, you've got the power, you've got the money, you've got the name. Maybe. Somebody comes, listen, listen, when somebody comes and like, hang on a second, guys, because I'm going to do the ballads, but I want, I'm going to do the the bubblegum hits, but I want to make a remix. I'm going to do this and listen to this. Listen to what I'm implementing here with this, like fantasy. Oh, okay. Okay, let's do it because it's going to make more money, even if the remixes don't. This, the album will make more money because she's got everything that we had in the past albums. Okay, let's go for it. It's fresh. It's the same formula. Let's go. But it just didn't feel like But it's a different, it's a little different though. It's definitely a little different. Daydream is not music box. I think Tommy wanted her to stay on the music, in the music box lane. And you can hear it with other artists of the 90s. Music of like 94, 95, 96. 
like there's a sound that that rings 94 in a lot of music from the 90s i hear a lot of 90s music and i think of 94 and i just think of music box and i think of 90 94 even though that came out 93 but i still think of know what you mean i still think of the year 1994 when i hear a lot of 90s music it's the ballads and it's the dream lover and i've been thinking about you about you yeah but 90 but daydream and butterfly don't sound like 1994 so I think that he wanted her to keep making music that sounded like 1994, like Music Box. And I would have been, like, not okay with that. The thing is with these people, all artists, not just, you know, the people that sound like Mariah Carey, have a similar sound, but, like, everybody has their advantage and their upper hand, and that's what makes them unique. You know, Celine Dion is good at making Music Box albums, and soundtracks. She just is. Madonna is good at being old. Uh, Whitney (laughs) (laughs) Whitney is good at... um, What was was Madonna's era? I was looking at her. She had like a whole era where she could like dress like a pirate. Like what the fuck? She had a whole ass era where this bitch looked like a pirate, you guys. I don't even know what that... I don't know. I've not paid attention to Madonna since she was like popular in like fifth grade but like i don't know madonna madonna's been like the granny that you want to hide away from your friends when you're like 12 years old like you know she's a pirate (laughs) with a peg leg girl and and i don't even care like she's gross her music is now gross she's got good choruses and that's about it and whitney always has the smooth vocals and sounds and builds we are on a tangent girl if you've got somebody like Mariah who did this, then she's got a Christmas album that blows up like crazy. Then you've got Whitney who releases one like, not even 10 years later, but not long after, but still long for Whitney's career. And it's just like... It was smart. It was smart to to put out the Christmas album earlier than the other Yes. One. It was really smart now that you're thinking about it because like Mariah said and other people, you used to put that out at the end of your career or to get out of your contract. And Mariah put it out early in her career and before her contract was up. But it was like a really smart move because it had time to become a fucking classic. Not to mention the album is timeless and her best album vocally. I don't give a shit what any of you say. You can fight me on that. And that's smart. That's really smart. She did it at the end of an era. She did it right after her biggest era, her biggest album ever. And that's a really smart thing, I think. Yeah, this was the bookend. This is the bookend. I think, I don't know what... But this uh, performance was in 91. Of course, but the album, the Christmas album was the bookend right before, like, right, I'm going to do things my way now. But like... When you've got such a good... And this is definitely part of her legacy. This Hark performance in 91 is definitely the beginning of the legacy of the Christmas stuff, of course. And that's probably why they've capitalised so much off it after All I Want For Christmas Is You. Because it's like, look how long this is going. Because All I Want For Christmas Is You has only become such a huge, huge, huge part of Christmas probably over the last... 
15, 16 years. Like, of course, everyone listened to it. But just like- I can tell you, I remember, I remember that song ever since I remember Christmas. When I, can- I first heard this song, I assumed it was from the 80s. And then when I found out Mariah had All I Want for Christmas Is You, I thought it was a cover. And then when I realized she wrote it i thought so that song i assumed was her all along so i if you think about it what you said earlier like you've been a lamb since like 1993 when you put these pieces together i do feel like i have been but subconsciously so well yeah exactly i say i've been a lamb since 2000 what like 15 or something but i mean i remember hearing I remember singing all I want for Christmas is you with my family in the car like yeah as fucking like like infant you know like younger than I can make like real memories for myself you know and that's something that's instilled in you you know like she's always been a part of me you know so ever since I can remember and that's why that whole fucking that lamb like you're just back up or you're a legacy lamb I think it's really silly because there's no need it, there's no need I've been a lamb I was born in in between the daydream and the butterfly era and I think that's a pretty good place to be yeah I'm a baby lamb but you know I'm from like Mariah's best eras so but I think the only reason that you've been branded I don't even think you've been branded but the only reason that why you it sounds so silly saying this the only reason that you could be branded or fit into any kind of like prison of being a baby lamb is just because of when you became a lamb I know and that's fine but like it's not like you're like oh no 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 album after I don't know but I feel like I feel like the title baby lamb comes with the notion of you don't know what you're talking about either I I get it I do get it or like you weren't there so it doesn't matter or like an element of it of course it's an element that's definitely uh that's definitely an element like oh you weren't there so (laughs) yeah because or you're or you don't know because like it's still I feel like and this is before we even like became like lamb friends or whatever like I've always gotten that vibe from the lamely when I became but that's okay because if you put the things together that makes sense a little bit but you shouldn't like but I can I can imagine it too because imagine like if Mariah blew up again, like had another emancipation and all these new lambs just showed up, I would totally feel yeah. like territorial and hostile it, and like, oh, so. You, independence, like I've been here since day one. Like, hang on a second. You're oh, like, so, oh, so you're only, you're only a fan because she's big right now. Oh, okay. Like I would totally feel that way. Where you know, you when Caution was released. Yeah. Where were you when Caution happened? Exactly. Where were you? Where were you when I was, like, living through the, you know, the moments? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like... Um, oh, I had a point with this, actually. Fuck. Um, but it doesn't even... Yeah. Oh, it was a really good point, actually, I had in my head. But, like, 
Um, this is this is an on a tangent and um for the nostalgia. Yeah, but that's fine. You can edit it down so it just flows nicely. But like, but I'm about to title it for the nostalgia slash on a tangent. That's okay. Um, because those are the new names of our of our of our um things, by the way. But um, of course, there's certain things in history, like. I don't know, if you want to go back to the debut, if you want to go back to Music Box, the Christmas album, you want to go back to Daydream and Butterfly, the marriage, the divorce, any of those things. Even Glitter, when that was released, that whole thing. Of course, there's people during these times in history that were there and witnessed these things, of their highs, their lows, their catastrophes. You know, there are people also that are still fans and interested that weren't. So, of course, there's elements there of, like... Okay, oh, I remember okay. hearing about the glitter era when I lived in Boston because I did drag as Mariah and my friend did, was Whitney Houston. And uh, Adorable. I know. I did. We did When You Believe. And, um, oh, my gosh. And she was like, you don't know about Mariah? You don't know about her meltdown? And we watched the video and I was like, it didn't seem like it was that much. <laughs> But at that age, how are you going to understand what a meltdown is? That's I know. I mean, I didn't know. I had no idea the whole surrounding of what was going on. I just saw the 10-minute clip of her going on TRL and learning, like, this was Mariah's meltdown. This was her Britney moment. Like, I lived through 2007. I lived through that era, the Britney's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived through that. So I knew what that was. For the time, I knew what that was. Free Britney, bitch. But, you know. Well, you lived through Mariah's, but you just didn't fully understand it. So when you came back to discover it, you're at an age where you are of an age to realize. You're like, oh, wow, okay, well, it's this, but it's not quite what they're saying. I don't know. It's like throughout the years, there's been so many, like, big things, and it's the same everywhere, especially, I don't know, if you know about the UK paparazzi and tabloids, like, people want to build you up just to break you down, and when you break you down, they'll break you down hard. They, they've done it with everybody. They did it with the Beckhams, they've done it with all the Spice Girls, they did it with Britney, they've definitely done it with Mariah when that happened. They still do it, but not as much, and it's it's bad and yeah we've gone on a tangent <laughs> but like if you now where we are now there's so much to be celebrated about Mariah and you look back and it's a great legacy if you talk about Christmas it's a spectacular legacy no one has this no nobody one. has that girl people Ooh, girl people have, not every or not everybody has that <laughs> yeah exactly people maybe there's quite a few legends that have an okay album later on in their career because oh yeah oh i love nat king cole's voice there's this great christmas song by him it's beautiful it's a great christmas album lovely okay but look at what mariah's all about christmas is you baby please come home is played as well look at what these it is do. it is even the star now is played yeah i hear this there's a christmas channel i don't know if anybody knows this um 100.3 wnic 
and that plays all the Christmas music um, starting like at the end of October and they play only Christmas music and oh my god it's amazing and you know Mariah is up in there so okay guys so we hope <laughs> that you enjoyed our little the first installment of what the fuck are we calling it? <laughs> oh my God. What's For it? the nostalgia. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> For the nostalgia. And this one is an on the tangent as well. So this is surprise, a surprise. We've got another um, round of like another series and it's called On a Tangent. And that's when we talk about whatever we want and we go on a tangent. So there we go. Uh, For the nostalgia. On a tangent, Heart the Herald Angels Sing. We hope you enjoyed, you guys. Thank you. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And don't forget to join us on Instagram. We put a lot on there as well about our episodes, so come and join us. Come join the party. Yes, you never know when we're going to go live or have, like, a live episode moment. So follow us on Instagram. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and Merry Christmas in July. Bye-bye.